two senseis and a casual. How y'all doing, man? Excellent. I'm happy this worked out. How y'all? How y'all really doing? How y'all really doing? I'm I'm doing an actual check-in on voice. You know, there's y'all always gonna say good, but how y'all really doing? I'm truthfully, I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm very happy right now. Nothing's wrong, you know, until something goes wrong. So I'm gonna remain positive. Yeah, I like that. Jarrah, how you really doing? That's good. Uh, um, I'm all right. You know, it's a lot of different things going on in life. So just trying to like keep things in order, keep my mental health like at a premium. But today okay. I'm good. See, I feel like it's today. important to do those real check-ins from time to time because, like you say, there's a lot going on depending on what you choose to look at in the news or inflation. Dude, I, I, I've been – y'all know Instacart? Y'all familiar with Instacart? Mm-hmm. So Instacart shows yeah. you, like, what you purchased in the past and – just going down the list, I saw stuff that I purchased like in the past, and the price of things is getting so ridiculous right now. Like, and I've been talking to people that are looking for apartments and stuff, I guess, and they say that apartment prices are crazy right now. So, and then it feels like a lot of companies are laying people off. So, I, I just want to do an actual mental health check in, like you said, Dry. So, I'm glad Drew, you, you drew you on a positive upkick, Dry. I'm glad you you were able to. Uh, you know, admit that you're doing okay, but you're keeping your mental strong. So that's very important, man. Yeah. How you doing, B? Absolutely. I'm similar to Gerard. I'm doing okay. Um, just trying to focus on remaining in the present because I feel like when you think about the past too much, that's what makes you depressed. When you think about the future, that's what makes you anxious. Um, I'm back mm-hmm. in therapy. It's definitely, um, it's definitely helping me, but I don't, I don't know what I want to do. So I'm kind of like in this, um, like, obviously I, I work retail right now, but like, I don't want to be there forever, but I don't actually know what I want to do. So I feel like I'm 31 and I'm not, not like a midlife crisis, but like just trying to figure stuff out. And it's not as easy as I expect it to be. So it's frustrating at times, but mm-hmm. overall I'm just trying to practice gratitude, yeah. but you know, I just want to figure some stuff out, so try not to be too hard on myself at the same time. You talking with Larry? Yeah, nice. talking with Larry, nice, man. Nice. Back to talking to Larry. Say shout out to Larry. Um, say if you, I'll, I'll say it on the pod. If you want, if you boys want yeah, some extra hours, I'll take like some Saturday help. If you want, if you want to paint and stain some shit, I'll pay you some cash. Mm, I like that. It helps out. I like that. When do you start back? I know you said April, but when do you officially start back? Uh, we're looking at... Or shit, with this weather, no one all the damn time. That's the thing. I get like a bunch of people call me when it's 50 degrees out, and then a monster snowstorm, and phones are dead for a week. So I took Friday when we had that crazy storm to do a bunch of paperwork and get like a head start on it all. So now we're sending out like all of our mailers to the customers uh, this week. So I got a huge head start on all that. That snow kind of helped me. That's smart. Yeah. That's smart. Uh, April 17th, though, is when we start back officially. That's what we're looking for. Unless it's 30 degrees out in the blizzard, you never know. It's happened in April before. <laughs> it's happened in May before. You gotta love Michigan, man. <laughs> it's crazy. 
Well, yeah, I, I just I hope our listeners know we care about mental health, how people are doing. So, yeah, if you, you know one of us, reach out, let us know how y'all doing. But this is another episode of Two Hip Hop Senseis and Casual. I'm your host, Brandon, a.k.a. Weezy. And apparently this is the last time we're supposed to set our clocks forward or, or backwards or whatever. Did y'all know that? Dude, time is like so fucked up. <laughs> like I heard. Does anybody really know what time it really is? Yeah. Let's be honest. Try to figure out what all this is for. Does the premise that we like literally set back clocks and set them forward, isn't that like, doesn't that make time kind of like fake to y'all? Like how, the fact that we even do that, because not every time zone actually does that. Right. I, it's it's messing with a lot of things. I feel like right. we should really take Ant-Man as some inspiration and stop messing with shit. I still haven't seen that movie, <laughs> but I did see one movie that I'll talk about later. Okay. Gotta see it. Draw House Church. Oh, we ain't end up going today because we woke up. Oh, I was tired anyway. And then when we woke up, we was like, it's later than we thought it was. So I'm like, what the hell? Like, so, Yeah, so we ended up missing today. But we went the last couple of weeks. Yeah, even considering it was it's my dad's old church you know the church that um he went to for years and years so it's very mm-hmm. it's comfortable like really family oriented and everybody knows me because you know they knew my dad so it feels good yeah you know, so being there so considering joining and stuff at first i, I didn't know if i wanted to join the church because my dad Went there and I'm like, uh, I'm not my mm-hmm. dad, so I don't want y'all to get y'all hopes up thinking y'all gonna get a Rodney mm-hmm. Berry 2.0 because that ain't happening. So, like, but that everybody's been good, so it's been What's fun. Up? We had a work meeting from eight to ten o'clock. Man, that whoever decided to put that on the day that the clock went back or skip forward, so lost hours sleep. I'm just. Just throwing everything yeah. off, man. Yeah, I hate spring forward. I appreciate yeah, fall, fall back. back. Give you I extra hour. Give you extra hour. So you right. <laughs> How's work going? Oh, work is great. Like I love my job. So it's amazing. Really busy. A lot of stuff going on, but it's stuff that you know I'm passionate mm-hmm. about. So it's been real good. Man, I will say that I'm jealous. So. I'm jealous of that. Hey Amen. All, all my prayers is for you to find your your passion too. You know, I, every time I see something where it's like a social media um, coordinator or something like that, I be wanting to send it to you, but I don't be knowing yeah, if that's send it, the space you want to go in. It's better than it's better than retail. I just don't. I even had customers like, yeah. if you find out what you want to do, let us know and we'll try to help you out. And that shit keep me inspired. It's like, I don't know what I want to do. I was the same way. I didn't know what I wanted to do either. And, you know, for some reason, working at the Boys and Girls Club opened something, you know, and it kind of led me in a direction to what I'm doing right now at uh, MSU. But, you know, I didn't feel like when I was at U of M, I didn't feel inspired. I was just going to work. You know, they paid me, so Bro. I was there. Like, but at MSU, like, I look for... Yeah. <laughs> at 
a shoe. I look forward to going to work. Like I look forward to the projects that I'm on. And then I also have supervisors and stuff that, you know, are uplift me and, and want me to accomplish goals and go to the next level. So that helps as well. So, but yeah, well, I'm really jealous. I'm like working right with now. these like, right, students and supervisors uplifting. <laughs> supervisors uplifting you, man. That's yeah, man. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and they, and like you know, not even uplifting, just like being yes man and stuff. They hold me accountable. So when I fuck up, they let me know I fuck up. You know, when I'm doing great, they let me know I'm doing great. You know, even when, like, like it's people there that just want to see you do great like i've never been in that type of environment where the whole team want to see the team win you know we working together and stuff like that so yeah it's it's fun like you know so that's why work is great like i went to a um on two weeks ago i went to like this um thing msu has a bunch of initiatives going on in the city of detroit but the different msu campuses in detroit don't know about each other so we don't know what's going on with each other. We're all in our own little bubble. So like I met a bunch of people that are that work for MSU that are in Detroit doing a like we have hundred and thirteen initiatives going on just specifically for the city of Detroit. And all of us like found out about those things and like, hey, what can I do to help? Like what can we collaborate on some things and stuff like that? So all of that, you know, like I'm sure I don't know if either one of you know, like MSU is um and sponsoring with Apple, there's downtown right next door to Shake Shack. Um, there's an Apple Academy, and pe- they're teaching people how to code and build apps on Apple. No you know, idea. so like like that stuff is going on, and that's he- that's headed by Michigan State University. It's the only Apple Academy in the United States. So like these things are going on, you know, with different initiatives in the city and stuff, and people from MSU don't know about it. So you learn about those things and what can our, like, my college um, do to help you and what can we do to help together? Because we're all colleagues. We're all working together. So how can we help each other? So these are the things I'm learning when I work. These are the things that I'm a part of, like, different things where I can put my hand in and doing things. So, yeah, it's fun when you go to work every day. No day is the same, but you go to work knowing that whatever you do um, – is helping, you know, whatever you do is pushing, moving something forward. I have 120 medical students that are hoping to be doctors. So anything that I do for them is helping them reach a goal, you know, to be a doctor, mm. you know, so it's, it's cool. That's amazing, man. I'm so jealous. I love when Gerard yeah. talks positive about MSU. It brings a <laughs> smile to my face. <laughs> uh, uh, that's funny. I heard like half the conversation, but, uh, uh, it sounds like things are going well at work, and I love to hear that for you. Oh, yeah. Um, Mariah and I were walking out of a place in Corktown a couple weeks ago for her birthday. We had some drinks, and we were talking about, oh, let's get home. We got to work in the yeah. morning. And this guy heard us. He was like, man, fuck work, fuck jobs and everything. And we just looked back like, we actually like our jobs. He's like, oh, just me then. My bad, my, my bad, my bad. I'm like, all right. <laughs> it's like, my, my right, right. I've been right with him. <laughs> fuck work. You right, bro. Fuck it. <laughs> He was like he was doing some <laughs> delivery work or something, so yeah. like Uber Eats or something like that. So I could see where he was coming from. No, I'm just really – I think that's my biggest jealousy right now is like people that are in 
avenues that they enjoy like yeah but also like i want to tell you like you got to stop looking at your age as like a pinpoint to where you're supposed to be in your life you're 31 we got to remember that 31 is still young you know like society wants you to believe that you have your life figured out by 25 but you couldn't really start doing anything till you're 18 so really like you had 12 years to kind of figure shit out. You couldn't like really legally start drinking till 21. So like, like if you graduated college at 22, so like you had what, eight years to kind of figure out like what direction you're supposed to go in. Like give yourself some grace, man. Like this is your time to figure it out. There's no, like you are on your own timeline. So there's no reason for you to like, try to like rush yourself. Like take this time to really like, take a breath and say, I want to do something that makes an impact on other people, but also I want to be fulfilled, you know, and that's going to take longer than that's not something that's microwavable. So yeah, like, I don't like whatever you need me to help you to do, I'll be there. But I also don't want you beating up yourself thinking like I'm at this big ass age. No, that is not a big ass age. You know what I'm saying? Like people would like you to believe that, but it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, trust me, I'll be 35 this year. Like, so Dang. And I'm just now getting into the career. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> you know, so I'm just hurt. not getting into the Dang. career path. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. Sorry. No, you actually sound a lot like Larry during our session. Yeah, so, yeah. no, I appreciate that. It's just, you're right, man. Society does, like, it, it does make you seem like if you're not at a certain point at a certain age, like, you right. you kind of fucking up, so no, that's that's very important. Yeah, you mm-hmm. set your own goals. You ever uh, you ever seen like all those memes of like famous people? Famous people are like thirty five, thirty six when they like finally get a dream job or get rich or something. Like we got time. Yeah, right. No, thanks, fellas. Yeah, you got this. You set your own goals, man. Like, yeah, do y'all intros? <laughs> that's a long intro. Oh, that was my intro. <laughs> that was my intro. I'm Gerard. Like, <laughs> what's been going on with you, Drew? Damn, I had one too before my. Uh, I said I had an intro before my uh, power went out or my uh, internet went out. I can't even remember what it was now. It was like I'm Drew, a day the name or something like that. And, oh, that's what. All right, I'm Drew, a day the name. And last night I had my uh, first family euchre party in three years, and I came in third. It's the second time I came in third, and I'm happy about it. That's it. I got I doubled hey. my money. It was a five dollar buy in and I got ten, so I'm happy. What did the winner get? Uh forty or something. My uncle and my grandpa tied for first. So I technically I came in second if you want to put it that way. Yeah. yeah. No, don't cheat yourself, okay. man. You came I'll in take second. <laughs> so that means so that means that if I throw a space tournament at my house, Drew, that you can show up, right? I know how to play it, spades. It's the same the only thing. thing I have trouble on is calling the books. Like how many I think I I'm gonna get. That's the only problem I have. Yeah, that's fine. We can. That's you can <laughs> easily figure that out. Long as you know how to play. What's the rule? You you have to if you call you and your partner call books. You have to get that many. Or right? you earn points. You have Isn't to the rule like yeah. Or you lose points. Or, yeah. Yeah. If you lose points, if you don't get the um, like the difference between what you call right. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. Okay. Whew. And then what do you play to? Like what's the final or does it like or does like the dealer go around twice or something? Nah, um cuz we play different ways in euchre. I played many different ways. Yeah. With spades, I think it like when you play in a tournament, it's a certain number you're supposed to get like as far as points, and I guess that's house rules. You we okay. can figure that out. Yeah. 
Was it like twenty one or something? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Probably a little more than that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. I don't know. Once I figure out <laughs> see, the I, rules, I feel and like stuff, you don't know the rules. <laughs> no, I mean, because every see, it's everybody black houses, Drew. Like everybody got different rules. Okay. So. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> right. Just, just, just tell me. You know what? I'll be your party. I'm good at euchre. I love euchre. Spades is just the whole deck. That's the only difference. Yeah. When y'all playing euchre, do y'all get as passionate as black people get when they play spades? Uh, so we do a thing at my uh, with my aunt does it. It's called the loner boner. It sounds funny saying it. Oh, oh. <laughs> But she passes around like a dog squeak toy. And if you get a loner and you get all five tricks, uh, then you bark like a dog and then you squeeze it. And whoever has it at the end of the night wins like an extra pot. So, oh, wow. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, my mom was on fire last night. My mom had uh, six loners that she got. I had three. And they're like, Dang. they're bonus points at the end. So, but then she had a round where she had zero. So it kind of killed her. Uh, having that many yeah it's a it's a gift and a curse but we get passionate about it like when you get a loner you just pass the bone over here baby it feels good <laughs> it's fun it's just like oh, a little thing but dude i've been at a table where like it's dead ass quiet because nobody's doing shit at the table everyone's hand shitty and then like two tables behind you they're going nuts so Dang. it's all it all depends on the cards you get it's fun okay I haven't been in a serious tournament uh, playing spades, though. So I, I want to play in one or like play at a house party where there's like 20 people or something. Yes. I've only played with like three other people. That shit you know? will get live. That's, yeah, that shit is fun. Right. <laughs> like, let me know. Let me know the next yeah. one. I'll come to it. Uh, speaking of B, uh, your nephew Malik is doing stand up. I was so proud when I saw that. Today. He's a. Uh, He's uh at the Mark Ridley Castle or Comedy Castle in Royal Oak, so I might go see him when he when he uh April fifth he said he's gonna do a little oh, show. Sure. Yeah. I don't think I covered it. So shout out comedy. Oh, it's uh I want to one day, but I'm also terrified at the same time. <laughs> like everybody thinks they're funny, then you get on a stage and <laughs> you tell that first joke that man, it's yeah. like giving a it's like giving a sort of speaking up in a group project, like once most people laugh, all of my fears like group or or public. Have you seen laugh. the Joker movie where he just bombs on stage? I see that meme all the time, and I feel like that's yeah. how it would go if I did stand up. So I'm gonna have to add that clip in because he just tanks, and that's what leads him to kill everybody. So I hated school as a kid. <laughs> my mother would say, "You should enjoy it. One day you'll have to work for a living." No, I won't, Ma. I'm gonna be a comedian. <laughs> I still haven't seen. Well, all comedians that I've ever watched said that they always tank. Like, I mean, you They're always gonna, gonna bomb. Yeah. You always gonna bomb. So, and you just looking for the You're funny. Find those jokes. Yeah. yeah. So imagine this is a great segue into that Chris Rock stand-up B. No, it is because <laughs> I, I, I want to talk about that badly. Gerard, have you seen it? I have. Oh, cool. so we can all talk about it now. You say you were kind of quiet in the group chat about it, so I'm curious what you think. And I'm curious because mm -hmm. uh, me and B were kind of at odds at first about it, and then we kind of agreed at the end that it was kind of mid. Let's talk. Let's just get into it. Let's yeah, get let's into get into it. it. Go yeah. ahead. I feel like every movie I've talked about lately has been negative, but like I personally was highly disappointed. I think we're at an age now where the comedians we grew up with, they're uh they're like older comedians now. And I think comedy has a way where it's really hard to 
stay stay with the times, I want to say. Like, I can only imagine how hard it is to continue to be funny, continue to tell jokes in front of crowds. But, like, I don't know. I feel like when you're telling Kardashian the old day jokes in 2023, like, that's kind of played out to me, man. <laughs> like, I, I had such high hopes. And I don't know. There's a few times where I laugh, but, like, I forget who it was, and we talked about this in a previous episode. I think one of you said maybe it was Damon Wayne's discussed like with Dave Chappelle, his comedy style now is kind of turned into lectures versus like actually telling jokes. I kind of got that same vibe, and Chris Rock is really tight with Dave Chappelle, but like it it came off as like more luxury to me than than jokes at certain times. I just you take all this time, and obviously people were looking forward to Will Smith, and we can talk about the Will Smith portion later, but, like, I've always liked the fact that Chris Rocks makes you think when he tells jokes. But this time, it just seems like he was looking for material that people would get, like, shock value from. I just, I expected more from Chris Rock, and I expected to laugh and leave away, like, damn, that's how you, you make people wait for a live event. But I, I, if I wouldn't have saw this, I think I would have, I would have been okay with it. I just, I expected more from Chris Rock. Yeah, same, same. Um, but so I've never been the biggest rock fan as far as the stand up. I love, um, everybody loves Chris, but as far as stand up, I've never been the hugest fan of his stand up. But um, I'm familiar with all his work, so I've seen all of his stand up and. I would just say this special felt like a bunch of recycled jokes. Like, and so mm, like, I there felt it like, is. there and, it is. And that's, and that's the issue I've had with it. So I didn't have like, my expectations weren't high. Like, and, and I guess it was, I guess I felt kind of like bad because it was a live event, but I just felt like a lot of this shit is like, dog, you said this already. Like you did this before. Like you don't have any new perspective. Like, and like you said, there were some laughs, like I did laugh, but it wasn't like, this wasn't enough to be like this big time event that he did for Netflix. I didn't think it was necessary for that. Like, and so, um, like you said, we'll talk about the Will Smith stuff earlier, but I just, if, if it's me and I'm a stand up comedian, like, I felt like everybody was watching just for him to talk about Will Smith. Like you, like you were waiting on that. And so if it's me, I would just like, you know, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Like we're going to get this out the way right now. And then talk about the other shit that I want to talk about. Like he, that big lead up until that last joke, it was like, all right, man. Like that was honestly kind of corny to me. And so I like, it was, it was okay. You know what I'm saying? I give respect where respect is there. Like he had a couple of jokes that was funny to me, but I didn't think this was nothing like great. You know what I'm saying? And like, when you look on social media, it kind of like says the same thing. Everybody's talking about the Will Smith joke. No one's talking about anything else in that special. So, Gerard, just imagine watching it. Drew is just, like, hyping it up. Oh, man, this is great. I'm just sitting here, like, maybe maybe we just watching two things. But, you know, Drew had Drew had another reason why he was in more of a joking mood. So I Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> but, yeah, I look, I look forward to hearing Drew's overall perspective. The first 20 minutes were funny to me. And then when it got into, like, the pro-choice shit and then the uh, the pussy jokes, it like, dude, this is so played out at this point. Like, at the same time, I've heard Chris Rock make those same pussy jokes in his first, second, third stand-up. Mm-hmm. I've heard it talked in movies. I've mm-hmm. heard it on fucking Blame Game with Kanye. Well, that's what like, I thought about. All I could think about was Blame Game was, like, it was much better on Blame Game. Like, it was actually funny, dude. 
It's like you got this shit reupholstered or some shit. What the fuck happened? Who, who the fuck got your pussy on reupholstered? Easy reupholstered, my pussy. You know what? I got thing easy. It's so played out, though, at this point. Like, especially in, like you said, all these comedians aging right now. It's kind of cringy hearing, what, a 50-something-year-old guy talk about it like that into, like, that depth, how it's still, it runs the world and everything. I'm like, dude, Chris, this is played at this point. Um, The one thing I did like about the Will Smith jokes, and it could be, it was weird timing how he waited to the last 10 minutes to do it. I just love the little... Uh, things he threw in with just like I don't need another rapper mad at me again or something like that just kind of slowly teasing the crowd about it I thought that was funny Uh, the Kardashian shit I didn't even think about it the way you just said that B about like talking about uh, OJ situation in this day and age like what 30 years later now something like that it's like there's nothing new you can say about the OJ (laughs) situation where like it just (laughs) I'm like this is the best material he could come up with. I, I was I was struggling to understand the connection there. Yeah. And I see what you mean by like the lecturing stuff. The way that makes Chappelle so great is he will give you the lecture. He'll throw in little jabs here and there, but there will be a massive punchline at the end that just like is a knee slapper that will make you just die laughing. Like, yes, he ties it all together. He could be, and he's a master at that now. He's so serious with like and passionate, and he links it to a story that happened to him or something but like i said a massive punchline chris's punchlines weren't good on this there was just there was no big build-up with the stories or anything like you said he's just trying to go for a shot culture or something at this point right but i i can't even remember now what the first 20 minutes is but i, I was laughing at that and that was about it and i just kind of went stale face after i gave it a <laughs> six and a half after i see so yeah that's about the score i would give it um i yeah. i just this has been hyped up for a long time and we could talk about it now the will smith portion like what bothered me about that was he went out of his way to say that he wasn't a victim right and how he wasn't gonna mm-hmm. play the victim and wasn't on gale and over and then yeah. proceeded to, to to be the victim with all his jokes like <laughs> what he, it was the only part i found funny with the will smith jokers when he started saying bitch he was saying it from like his soul like that was about a year's worth of anger saying the Breakfast Club was calling him a bitch and Charlemagne was calling him a bitch. Like, it was a heavy <laughs> emphasis on that. But then, like, I've told everybody, like, he literally contradicted himself because he played the victim after saying, like, he wasn't going to do it. But, I mean, to go almost a year and then those are the jokes you tell, like, everybody's heard the situation or the entanglement joke. There was nothing that he said that I... I I don't like there was nothing new perspective wise to hear from the person that got slapped. We've seen it too many times, the replays and everything and like all the memes about the entanglements and all that. I agree with you. So I have grace for him because he got the shit slapped out of him. So that's, on you know, at the Oscars. <laughs> so I feel bad for him. And, you know, you know, you you on that. The best way you can get Will Smith back is through your jokes and stuff like that. So it's interesting the conversation, like even a year later, that I was talking to my granddad, like, and we were watching it, and he was like, "So how do you feel about it?" I was like, "I mean, listen, like we we've all had this conversation here on the pod before. If you talk about my wife, how I deal with you is how I deal with <laughs> you. Like, so I wouldn't I wouldn't have slapped him at the Oscars." 
there are plenty of after parties that I would have beat the fuck out of Chris Rock at. So like, so, but I wouldn't have did it at the Oscars, but to tell me, Oh, it's a joke. You can't t- talk to a man about, I can do whatever the fuck I want to about you. That's disrespecting my wife. That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah, so, like, yeah, like, Will so Smith been like, seen, like you said, we talk about it. Will Smith yeah. has been seen as soft all this time. Yeah. From what I heard, Will told or asked him to leave his wife out of the jokes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he 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 made jokes about, and then this isn't the first time he made, and 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 Chris referred yeah. to it as like they wanted him to uh, back out of hosting because concussion. Yeah. Although from what I remember, I think it was more like a cultural like black um, celebrities weren't going to that. Right. Event. So that's I'm gonna get to your point. It was a, it was a call to stand. Right. They were mad about uh like people not black people not getting nominated. So she was asking him like, hey, stand with us. He said he didn't want to. So she went on social media and said, hey, I'm not going to be there um, and I won't be watching. But, Chris, I hope you do have a good job, like do a good job. But we won't be there because of these different things. She didn't say specifically, oh, since you're not um, standing out, I'm not fucking with you. I don't know where where that yeah. angle came from. Like, so. And then he proceeded to like, I mean, let's let's call it what it is, bullying. He bullied her with jokes. She was the, the victim of you know, a lot of his material. So then to come out and make that joke, I've got in the heat of debates, but people are like, no, Will Smith was completely wrong to get, look, if you keep making my lady, you know, your punching bag and you comfortable with that, you mm-hmm. clearly, you you just go, there's a line you don't cross. And Chris crossed that line, mm-hmm. got slapped. Now everybody's talking about how it shouldn't have been done in public. Look, whatever. That's between Will, Jada. Yeah, that's between Will. Yes, like, exactly. We're not, we not about like, to sit here and play some man. Oh, that was so wrong. I don't feel like that was wrong. And Chris played the victim. I mean, he was a victim. Let's call it what it is. But to say that you're not going to play the victim and then play the victim with your routine, I, I, I just, I can't get jiggy with that. Like, I expected, I expect a better joke because he's had a year wait to talk about it. It was funny as hell to actually hear him though say that that shit hurt and the, 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 like, like there's no you can't you can't you can't play that off like you know, he's like Will Smith is six four I'm what five five seven or like, something like that. nah like everybody know that shit hurt and everybody can say oh yeah. if that would have happened to me look in the moment when you were shocked sometimes you can freeze up like some people may have defended themselves but. I'm sure he just wasn't expecting to get the shit slapped out of him. Like <laughs> that, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. But did y'all did y'all hear Marlon Wayne say a uh, joke about about it? I've seen like clips. I no, can't I remember didn't. what his actual joke was. Though. Oh my god! Now Marlon Wayne's joke about the Will Smith and um, Chris Rock thing that shit was hilarious. Like y'all need to watch that clip. Like he like I think he encapsulated how everyone felt. Like. Damn, Chris, you get slapped in there. You don't even like, you don't respond. You just like, hey, thanks, Will. Slap me again. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but like, he was like, keep my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth. He was like, you are right. That is a good choice. Like, like, no. Like, all these bitches you calling him right now. Nah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not rolling. Nah, you could at least let one bitch out. Like, yeah, that was okay. some bitch ass shit. Will, like, but we gonna like, we gonna keep the show going. Like, nah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Drew. Do you have any more thoughts on the on the? Yeah, uh, I've been seeing a lot of memes this week about the special, and everyone's just like, Chris Rock's never been funny. I've never laughed at anything he's done. 
That's not true. I was like, let's take a minute. Yeah. Let's take a minute and go back to like 01, 02, 03 when he was on top as far yeah. as like stand up mm-hmm. specials go. Mm-hmm. On top of that, he was getting movie after movie that was hilarious to me. Yeah. Like people, I saw people online like the only movie I ever laughed at was Down to Earth. I'm like, come on now. Like, Down to Earth was hilarious. He's done a, like Pootie Tang was funny as shit. Pootie Tang was hilarious. <laughs> Head of yeah. State was great too. Yeah, every Head time he play like yeah. Oakley, Bonnie and Clyde, he'd ride off like it's a great movie. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, what's it? Osmosis Jones with Will Smith. Like mm-hmm. people, people forget about Will a lot was of in things, that movie. So I just wanted. Yep. Yeah, I can't remember who he. He was the villain, wasn't he? Or the shark? Or not the shark? Nah. He was. Um, uh, they were in uh, that movie too. Uh, shark Tales. Shark Tales. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I just wanted to shout out Chris Rock for having a lot of stand up success in the early 2000s, too. But like it is sad to see he's recycling a lot of those jokes now. That's why. I mean, we talk about the opposite in hip hop and how like ghostwriting and stuff like that or writers, depending on if it's rap or R&B, but like comedy, you got to have a group of writers that's like going to keep you afloat, keep you keep you relevant, like help you out because I don't know if Chris Rock had writers, but I'm willing to guess he did it. He may have like took it. Upon he did. To... You know who was one of his writers? Mm-mm. Wanda Sykes. Oh, wow. I don't know. They weren't. Maybe he needs younger writers. I don't, I don't know. It just, <laughs> it seemed a lot of it seemed aged. So yeah, I was disappointed with that, but yeah. Anything else y'all want to add about that? Nah, man. Yeah, I think that wraps it yeah, up. Yeah, we can wrap section. it up on that. I feel like all my reviews have been negative lately. So I want to say I've seen Creed 3 yesterday, and that movie was really, really good. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting it to be bad. But I feel like with with the, with that with that movie, the like the Rocky movies, there's only one thing you can expect. But they had a good they had a good twist to it, and. The fighting scenes seem like they've gotten even better. The good. the villain, quote unquote, in the movie was really good. Um, he's killing it right now in Hollywood. I I need to remember his name. He broke a record the other Jonathan, Jonathan, Majors. Majors. Jonathan Majors. He was outstanding yeah. in that man. He looked like a young Tyson dude. Clearly, he got an amazing shape for that movie because him and and Michael B. Jordan just look like Greek gods, man. Just just brawling it out like they both did an amazing job getting ready for that. The record he said, I think it was he. He's got back to back number ones within a month of each other, something like that. He's like the first to ever do that, which is yep. insane. As a as a lead role too in the movie, not as like a side character. I I watched his workout regimen. Yo, like I think some some for some people you have to have that like that brain where like when you lock in on something, like you like a pit bull, like you don't shake because that workout regimen. I'm not doing that shit. So. Like he got that big because like he oh he's also in another movie where he's a uh, bodybuilder so he knew he was gonna be doing filming those two movies back to back so he was like hey I might as well like the way he transformed yeah. his body and like he's intentional about it man like yeah I, I give him all the credit for the for how he transformed his body like because if you've ever watched why uh, do you Love... think i'm so excited for this this version of marvel movies yeah I'm, I'm so excited for him as kang he's gonna be amazing yeah because if you see how he's is from lovecraft country to now like he's a whole different person like so like yeah shout out to jonathan majors but you know, i haven't seen creed haven't, three yet hasn't seen it to yeah. check it out yeah but i really I've want to good things about i've it. only heard good things yeah, yeah. although i will say a part of it was a little unbelievable at the beginning. Like you, 
I don't want to spoil it because y'all haven't seen it, but that's the only criticism I will have about the movie. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna admit something. I haven't seen Creed one or two, wow. so I heard I'm missing out. <laughs> I've seen I've seen like five wow, of the Rocky that movies. Is, that is disappointing. Wow, I, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I got to a point where I was just so burned out on boxing movies that I just stopped, but. If you guys recommend them, I'll go see it. Yeah, yeah. I'll watch one, two, and three. If you if you'd like, so if you like, did you like the Rocky series? Yeah, they were okay. They weren't they weren't my favorites, but they were good watches. If you like the Rocky series, Creed one and two will feel very familiar. And okay. so, like, it, it'll just be instead of Rocky, Adonis is the person that will be like the Rocky character. So like you'll, I think you'll like it. Lester Stallone had nothing to do with this last one. Yeah, the third one. He was in the first one, wasn't the first he? Two. He was in the first two. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, what's uh, what was your favorite then? B out of the three. Uh, they all are really good. It probably it probably go three, two, one for me. Honestly. Oh shit! Really? Damn. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I haven't seen three yet, but everybody's saying three is the best out of the series. But I really like one. I don't know. I like origin stories. So, okay. Uh, did you listen to the soundtrack with it, Gerard? Yeah, the soundtrack is fire. Not even gonna hold you. They have some songs. Not even gonna hold you. About, I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, the soundtrack. <laughs> I haven't listened to it, but they had some songs in the movie that yeah. was like, damn, yeah. this is really good. And I think most of the songs in the movie is on the soundtrack. It's um all executive produced by Dreamville. Yeah, that that the soundtrack is fire. It's dope. It's one of the like you know how we you know how we are about soundtracks like. Um, I think it's one of the better soundtracks. It's still not Black Panther, but it's one of the better soundtracks that have come out uh, recently. Is it time we do the soundtrack episode? Might I be. think we should. Can we do it next week? I think we should. You guys ready? I haven't really it? listened to a lot right, of soundtracks. We'll do it next week. Uh, like, listen, listen. It's not us, Drew. It's, it's Brandon, okay? So... <laughs> If Brandon does his homework, because he still hasn't done homework from three three great levels ago, so like, <laughs> like I don't like, listen to. To be honest, I didn't start listening to soundtracks. Well, shit, I don't listen to soundtrack. I just happen to listen to Black Panther for sure. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other. There's got to be some from like growing up, like like Lion King or something, you know. Any I just remember tracks. songs from actual movies, but I don't ever go out of my way to be like, oh, I'm gonna listen to the full, you know, soundtrack. I, Never done that besides Black Panther, and Black Panther was amazing. So, yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah, I'll take the I'll take the blame for that. I look forward because y'all been talking. We'll pioneer it then. Yeah, we'll pioneer it. Maybe we'll do a <laughs> maybe we'll do like top top six or something. Then add an extra for B, and B can give us his his side thoughts. Yeah. But uh, uh, what else have you listened to this weekend? I listened. I started or listening. in the past week, I should say. Yeah. I started listening to the Jim Jones Hitmaker album. Um, that was so far so good. I haven't heard it all, so I, I it's only eight songs on there, but I didn't get a chance to finish it all. I started listening to because I got distracted because Hit Boy released the R&B album with Music Soul Child, so I started listening mm-hmm. to that, and then I was like, you know, we all suckers for Hit Boy, so I'm like, and I'm pretty sure we can uh, talk about you know, the little producer beef that's going on after I get this off real quick. But I'm listening to it. I'm like, damn, these beats is nice. This is great elevator music. I wish music would stop singing. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, 
<laughs> like so so if you like hit boy production is the album for you i just wasn't moved by music soul child singing so and that's disappointing mm. but um who else have i listened to uh artists from la um i know y'all know his name blast he dropped a little ep uh just for clarity too and he's the type of person i told my sister this he makes the same song over and over again but it's it slaps so it doesn't matter like it's great <laughs> like like i'm gonna keep listening to it because the same song it was like i was like god damn it he did it again like so like so <laughs> another banger <dude>. right <laughs> so, but yeah that's what i listen to uh, so far okay i say i'll uh i'll share mine then we'll get into the the daylight talk and a few yeah. um i listened to macklemore's album ben I wanted to talk about that because it's a huge waste of amazing beats. That's the best way I can put that album. And I just every ever since his first album, and I don't know if it's because of the snub with Good Kid, Kid Mad City at the uh, Grammys mm-hmm. for best rap album, I've just felt some type of way about him. And the first album, uh, The Heist, was actually pretty good. It was a nice album, well put together. I feel like since then, he's made two albums before this new one, and they've all just sounded like recycled material from the first album like, and just the same tops he's talking about like pink cadillacs and basquiat's hanging on the wall warhol this i feel like andy warhol this and i just don't believe him at the end of the day i just when i hear his his lyrics i'm like what are you rapping for like what's your purpose i feel like you're just saying things just to say them on a mm-hmm. track it doesn't a lot of, I mean, yeah, he struggled growing up. I, I think it was like drug use or something like that. Mm. He was in jail before, but like still talking about his struggles from back then. I'm like, dude, it's the same thing over and over. I just can't do it anymore. And I just listened to it because there was nothing new that week. But the production on the album was phenomenal. Mm. It was really good. And if there was some other artists on it, I can't think of who I'd exactly want on it, but it could be a really good album. And that's the nicest thing I can say. It's funny, it. Drew, your, your criticism of Macklemore sounds a lot like what you hear about Logic um, being repetitive. Um, Logic. I just want to say yeah. Logic sold 18,000 his first week after dropping that album. Ooh. Yikes. Which I, that's Dude, actually that's because he's independent now. That's actually the exact wordage I had in my nose, Drew. I had yikes. And then I wanted to say that <laughs> he did a uh, – uh, how do I put this? He tried to make his own version of Today Was a Good Day, oh, and that man. shit was terrible. And everything is all right. I gotta be from camp. You know that she could fuck all night. Hard up the homies, and I'm asking y'all. Which court is y'all playing basketball? Get me on the court, and I'm in trouble. Um, it, it got, it got bashed awful. all over the internet. And I just want to say, whether you love Logic or hate him, I think everybody can agree that his version of that song was terrible, and how dare he disrespect that OG classic? Because goddamn, that shit was terrible. Did you listen to the whole album? No, I haven't listed album yet. Uh, it's uh, there's actually some good songs on it, but the problem with Logic, I feel like you can't have a 30 track album last year and make a 16 track album a year after. I feel like you're just going to be using a lot of tracks that didn't make that or whatever, whatever you mm-hmm. recorded and put on this one. It didn't, it was nice. I mean, he had a lot of features that were nice on it too, like I said before, but yeah, it's, uh, it's good. It's just, there's a couple throwaways, a couple great songs on it. So logic, like I said, vinyl days was brand new, not brand new logic, but like a new hunger in him. That's how I felt about it last year. So 
Um, the other thing I listened to was Miley Cyrus's new album that came out Friday. I believe she's killing it on the charts right now. Endless summer vacation. Yeah, her song uh, "Flowers" has been like number one everywhere. She's been she's back on top again. How is it? She's on fire. Pretty damn good, man. It's uh, it's very catchy. Miley's got a phenomenal voice, and the, she's never lost that. Yeah, like, she's dope. I'm not huh? gonna lie. Yeah, Miley's dope. The she, Mike she will can sing. She can make a good song too. That's the problem. Like she, she, she's a really good songwriter and knows yeah. how to use like beats to her perfection. There's a lot of um, kind of new sounds. Like there's an island song on here that's like island sounds for her. Mm-hmm. There's a song with like electronic behind it that's trippy, but she killed it. It's, I'm very surprised by it, and I'm probably going to listen to it again a couple more times. Did Billy Ray, I mean, not Billy Ray, did Mike Will produce anything? Mike Will. I don't, I didn't check any production credits at all. Okay. Um, he might have, though. All right. Uh, Sia's on it. Uh, Brandy Carlisle's on it. That's the only features on it, but okay. 43 minutes long. It's really nice. Nice listen okay. if you guys are into Miley. That's you know what I was thinking too. I was like, you know what? She might be my guilty pleasure, and I'm not even ashamed of it. She can sing. No, she's talented. Yeah, she I like her pops too. She's dope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, side note, fun fact for the people: I've been trying to buy Mariah her Bangers album since pretty much our first year of dating. It's like over four hundred dollars on eBay. It's Shit. very hard to find. So, oh, yeah, man. if I could ever find it for the low one day, it might be worth something. But. It's on her Christmas list. Might be on there for the next 10 years. You never know. <laughs> um, Gerard, let's talk about Dela And B, have you heard that album, uh, Stakes is High, that we sent? I haven't, I haven't listened to it yet. Lead it off, Gerard. So, if y'all are not familiar, De La Soul is a hip-hop group that came out in, I think, like, late 80s. Um, late 80s. Yeah, yeah, they were signed to Tommy Boy Records. Um, and... You know, recently this year, they got their masters back from Tommy Boy and all of their albums were available to stream. Um, So the album that we gave, well, that I, that Drew listened to was, I think he listened to all their discography or you maybe just listened to um, what you listened to. Yeah, I think I listened to Three Feet High Arising, which is like their... They're one that like people praise the most, and that's the one I told you I had to shut off after like ten tracks. Like it was kind of dated. Yeah, because that's their first album, you know. And and a lot of hip hop heads that are older than us, they like Daylight from that, you know. what I'm saying because it has mm-hmm. um, me, myself, and I on there, which is a hip hop classic. So yep. people are familiar with that, and it's um it's produced by uh I think Pete Rock got some stuff on there. I think uh. Prince Paul got some stuff on there and all of these are, you know, hip hop royalty. So I think that's why people talk about them. But like you said, it's dated. You know what I'm saying? My personal favorite <laughs> of theirs is Stakes is High, which came out in 96. And mm-hmm. I think that will be my favorite because, you know, that's about the time where I started getting familiar with hip hop. So you listen to the stuff is in that time. And, you know, like that's a little bit more lyrical. The beats are, you know, a lot better than what you hear in Three Feet high and rising um but you know they are part of a a, a hip-hop collective called um native tongues so and drew said this when he was listening to them he was like they sound like uh naughty by nature and a little bit of tribe tribe. i'm like it's funny that you say that like like, (laughs) i was like so uh naughty by queen latifah tribe called quest um De La Soul were all in this 
collective far side, you said far side yes um we're all in uh, native tongues queen latifah discovered naughty by nature you know so they were like a auxiliary group that's within native tongues so yes it's gonna be familiar sounds you know they all like all this like flower power type shit you know what i'm saying like <laughs> uplifting the world you know what i'm saying so like you know mm-hmm. like and and i think a lot of the biggest thing in uh native tongues is it's a lot of jazz infusion so like you're gonna hear jazz samples and stuff like that so yeah like i'm right i'm glad that you got to look at it but also i'm more excited that you know um daylight got their masters so that any music get paid they get paid off of yeah it. you know what i'm saying and that's all i'm all about artist empowerment so I'm glad they got that. They're getting their money. I'm glad people are are listening to their music. And, you know, it's unfortunate that one of the members died, you know, last week. So he couldn't, he wasn't able to see Mm -hmm. everybody give Daylight their flowers. You know what I'm saying? Because they've been fighting for over 20 years for this to happen. Such weird timing, honestly. Yeah. And so, like, you know, he passed away. They, their fight, you know, they won their fight, you know what I'm saying? And everybody, they had a big show. Everybody came out and, you know, he wasn't able to see all of that, but we still got De La Soul. And so I'm, I'm actually happy you got to listen Definitely. to their music. How did, um let the people know how you felt about the music. <laughs> so I don't want to hate on uh, Three Feet High Rising because I've seen a lot of people on comments say that's one of their favorite albums ever, like got them into hip hop or whatever. My problem is, is there a thing is too much boom bap? Because that's that was way <laughs> too heavy for me. Yeah. And I think that was the problem. It was a lot of uh, instrumental when I wanted. The flows were kind of odd, too, to me, but it, it made me realize, you know, I'd, I'm don't think I'm going to listen to anything before 1990 ever again. Yeah. That's just the rule I made up for myself. Mm-hmm. When you said, when I was telling you this in the group chat, I'm glad you said Drew listen to stakes is high. It's one of my favorite day. The production is really nice. And you led me to that old camp low album, which is yep. still mm-hmm. played on my phone routinely. Yep. Stakes is high. The production is so much better on this album. And it was honestly kind of weird listening to it. Cause like I said, it's given me, heavy tribe vibes mm-hmm. like some of the flows are giving me naughty by nature vibes and right. i love that i thought the funny thing was when i was talking to you i was just like yeah drew have you ever heard of native tongues i was like they're a group right <laughs> like well kind of they're a it's a collection of artists so uh stakes as high was nice i was kind of upset to see it's their um critically like worst perceived album by like yes. fans and like sales wise yeah which is kind of weird yeah, just some tracks that I loved on it. The business, obviously, with Common, uh, Dog Eat Dog, Long Island Degrees is hands down my favorite. Fire, right? it's so yeah. smooth and yeah. like positive and everything. So when's it coming? Cause the stakes is hot. See big money to wage. Don't put the pen to my page. It ain't nothing wrong to standing still or relax and spending some of that cash that Uncle Sam is gonna tax. A New York demeanor slid back in the beamer with nothing to lose but some gas. And- Shit like that. And then Big Brother beat with Most Def. It was great to hear young Most Def on that before his like major Black Star album right. or anything. Um, Stakes is high and Sunshine to end it were great too. Like there was a couple in there, you know, hit or miss for me, but it overall is a great album. Very smooth, like no skips at all. So yeah. I really enjoyed it. And like I was telling you, the one I've seen growing up a lot was The Grind Date. Um, I seen that cover. It was from 2004, and me and you were talking. Yeah. It probably just got lost in the mix yeah. back then with all the shit that came out. So I think I'm gonna listen to that this week and give a update next week. But okay. 
I like De La. They're they're nice. They're not my favorite as far as like the native tongue sounds go. Mm-hmm. Like Naughty by Nature to me is one of my favorites. Tribe will always be Tribe, yeah. one of my favorite groups ever. Yeah. yeah. It just Tribe's sound with Fife and uh and Q tip was just insane. Like yeah. that sound was so different for that time. But yeah, really good album. I want B to listen to it. Uh give his review on it. So Yeah. That's how I feel. Well, I'll definitely have to check it out. Um, they had hyped that actual, well, not hype, but mentioned that release for a long time. Um, so it's dope that their discography is on the streaming platforms now. Um, but yeah, no, I'll check it out. Anything else you guys listen to? Not listen to. Gerard, did you finish a perfect match? I didn't finish it, but let's talk about it. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, no, no. I want you to finish and we'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's a loaded, loaded last two episodes. So start be, if you haven't started, start it and finish it this week. You'll you'll be addicted. Great reality there. TV. Your boy Shane's on it. Yeah, Shane's from, on uh, there. Love is Blind. Shane's one of my favorite characters. Who is this Chase it. guy? He's a hunk. Oh. Big D. <laughs> Chase is a. Chase is a bitch. All right, he, don't. He's a don't. snake. Yeah, bag. like he's I. A that, snake. Yeah, <laughs> he's a hunk. Apparently, <laughs> oh, used to be a football. You know, Drew. I uh, will say one thing. I will say one thing. I'm mad. Colony got sent home because she's so fine. So I don't understand. She's pretty. Duh, I don't she understand. Was, she was barely even there. I uh, don't understand. Girl, that, draw, that is draw. That is so your type, dude. <laughs> <laughs> her and uh her and the other girl from selling miami yeah both, both of them from like yeah yeah both of them i didn't i didn't understand so and mariah was telling me she was like after seeing them both she was like yeah they want way more in life than what they're offering them on this show like i i can see that rich yeah <laughs> i can see that yeah i just some, yeah some yeah. of the others are just reality star famous you know yeah so so what Drew is saying that these niggas is broke is was what he's saying, okay? And <laughs> and Colony is a real estate uh um Noble. she sells real estate in Florida. Much, so she yeah. got money. So she got money. Yeah. And got her own Netflix and, show yes. out. She's got so, money, money. Yeah. You know what? I might have to oh, check man. this out. I'm all caught up. <laughs> it would be. I'm all caught up on on Abbott uh Elementary. I'm all caught up Same. on yep. Snowfall. I Need to watch the latest. Hey, let's episode. talk about Abbott real quick. That last episode was so dope. That I I really it love was. the discourse um, that her and her sister had, and it makes me think that their mom maybe is facing mental health issues. So like or something of that nature. So I really want to want them to get into mm-hmm. that timeline to that you know storyline a little bit more. But Abbott is such a great fucking show, man. Like it's it's, it's so good. It it's so good. Everybody man. plays their role so perfectly. Like, yeah. But even the janitor, man, he he's he's starting to grow up. Oh, that was when he won the tickets. <laughs> starting to grow up now. Uh, what else? Oh my goodness! When Janine broke up with uh, Vince Staples, and she and wow, he was like, yeah. "Wait, did y'all did y'all come here together to break up with? Did you come here to see her break up with me?" She's like, "No, I know it looks like that." So then he's like. Well, I'm staying, right? And then, <laughs> when he when Janine tried to say something sweet to him, he was like, "Can I get more ranch, please?" <laughs> I love his character, and I hope there's some way he can stay involved with the show. But he's amazing on that show. 
Uh, what else? Vince Staples is funny as hell. I like how they capture, in a joking way, the problems that's wrong with the school system. Um, yeah. There was also a joke that uh, Ava made about Janine's sister looking like the, the stretched out, more proportionate version of her. Because <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Right? I'm like, well, she was like a, a, like a taller version of Janine. They did a great job with that casting. I feel like that's the underrated part that I enjoy about television that or movies for that matter, that yeah. maybe some people don't care about enough, but like when people actually look like they're related. Now I'll say my dad, yeah. my dad will say that people look related and they look nothing alike, dude. Like it'll be a random commercial. <laughs> and he like, I think that's his son in real life. I'm like, dad, they're, they're actors, man. There's not. <laughs> so he'll do that all the time, but no, like Janine, her sister who apparently plays on another show that is really popular. Oh, it's yo if I, I can't think i was just uh i think the, the bear or something like that it's yes the rest it's called the bear yes yes okay. if you watch that show that show good as hell okay yes that show is good as hell it's on fx it's on fx yes and, and taylor mentioned that so i'll have to yeah have to check that out um but yeah no like i i appreciate that they show like the importance of showing so like for instance with the uh oh what was that was a collage that they were making for the kids yeah and he really oh, wanted yeah. to be he really yeah. wanted to be something important but like it is important like all these trends and stupid shit like we look back on trends and stuff like when it was talking about gangsta spongebob i remember that being like my myspace page <laughs> background like that that stuff like that is real um yeah. but no, like teachers do so much. And I've seen Bernie Sanders saying something like all teachers should make $60,000. Like teachers are so valuable and so underpaid and reach into their own pockets because they don't get enough budgeting. Uh, the one teacher who I have a surprising crush on with the red hair. I don't know why I find her so attractive. But, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Um, she fine. She, she fine. And then if you see a picture of her when she was she even fine. younger, she was melissa yeah yeah and she's slightly crazy which i anyway let's move on uh with her teaching like two (laughs) classes at the same time like that shit is real and you know what's crazy about that i i was in a class in elementary school like like she has where it's fourth and fifth grade in the same classroom that shit like so what she's going through i seen my fifth grade teacher because i was in fifth grade at the time miss blakely go through the same thing and so like i'm like to to look at that like you know i didn't think about it at the time because i'm like yo like somebody got to teach us you know so like but to think about what she has to go through and have two lesson plans with two grades in the same room like that's crazy and they don't get recognition from like the actual schooling systems like a lot of it is stuff that us as students give them like it's really crazy when you think about like when people say they want to be a teacher i'm like why like what like you really have to care about people other than yourself at a special mm-hmm. point yeah they don't get nearly as much as they should um mm-hmm. i just like you said dry it's a really well-written show um and yeah. to to know that it's not about the pay it's the fact that the impact that they have on students and the teachers around them like i remember some of our teachers are still to this day a lot of teachers are close with each other like really tight because yeah. I'm sure they have a lot of the same struggles. So 
No, it's it's really looking back. I was blessed with a lot of good teachers, teachers that really cared. Had some bad ones at the same time, but you know, it, it I felt you know. so bad when we made. Uh, remember when we made Miss Warner cry in third grade, and she it was her first year there, and she walked out. We had to have the neighbor teacher come like talk to us. You remember yeah, that we've at had, all? We've had some bad moments as that students. Terrible people. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Dude, I felt awful bad like people. years later because it was our first year there too. And we were just some assholes. We were so we were taking advantage of that first year teacher. Yeah, and yeah, you know, I, uh, she, had, she had a breakdown. She walked Dry, out. There was a substitute teacher that you took advantage of as a student. I know you did. All kids do it. Nah. You, got that, nah, you got that substitute. Nah. You like, oh, the real teacher in here? Oh yeah, we about to act up. Especially if they mean. Oh yeah. Nope. Yeah. Okay, well, you were the perfect student. Nope. We'll I was, a, I was a fucking angel. I was gold. a fucking angel. Okay, <laughs> and there's no evidence that you can find anywhere in this world to say I was otherwise. Okay, but Drew just snitched uh, you out, show so me you your just got a participation trophy. Let me see. Hey, it. let me hey, see it. I don't know what none of that <laughs> shit out. Medal. But you can't prove it in the court of law. So I, I, like, Dude, I got kicked out of class so much for being a class clown, man. I, I just want to apologize to my parents. I've had to call my parents before. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was a troublemaker, but I talk a lot. So, yeah. But in reality, were we doing anything that bad? You know, I think we were just like over talking and like doing our. You know, that's hard to manage a bunch of kids. Dude, school age. is boring. I, like, I feel for them. You know, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's yeah, very so, boring. But no, shout out to elementary. Nah, kids, the kids these days trash too. My daughter, her uh, science teacher or math teacher, one of them. I don't know. He quit. Cause like I and I knew he was gonna quit too, cause uh he sent the parents an email like and that email he was going off. I'm like, ah, I don't think he's gonna be there too much longer. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like she came, she came to school the next week, like, yeah, Mr. Waxenberg quit. I was like, Yeah, I I could tell, like y'all was y'all was y'all was doing a little too much. He emailed the whole parents like, Yeah. Kids fight teachers now, man. Like you gotta be fully prepared yeah. for everything now. It, it, oh, nah. Shout out to teachers, man. Shout out to teachers. Yeah, shout out that, to teachers. Uh, that video that I will always share is that one kid just going off on his teacher. Is like that white kid with the long hair. He looked like a surfer dude. He's like, "You give us these damn packets and expect us to learn things." And he was going. He was preaching. He was speaking fast. I love that video. I would. I agree. He's probably bored as shit. He's like, "You give us these packets, and expect us to learn." He's like, "You can't reach our minds like that." Like, I'm telling you what you need to do. Yeah. You want kids to come into your class? You want them to get excited yeah, for this? You got to come in here. You got to make them excited. You want a kid to change and start doing better? You got to touch his freaking heart. Can't expect a kid to change if all you do is just tell him. This kid yeah. gets it. No, like, shout out to that yeah. dude wherever oh, he is, man. like right now. That was that was inspirational, right? <laughs> shout out to teachers too anything else yeah. you want to discuss this week fellas I'm real quick about abbott then i really want to talk about lamar jackson if you guys got the time oh my god um <laughs> real quick about abbott i love tyler james williams character when he gets passionate or serious about something like in instance the garden yeah. but then on this most recent episode he's like yeah i'm good at this game this game but i'll fuck with settlers of Catan." <laughs> <laughs> I was dying when he said that. <laughs> oh, yeah, just I when love... he has those little outburst moments, that shit kills me. Yeah. I was, I laughed at that part too. Yeah, that was weird. Whenever they bleep oh, out something, that always gets me. It's like a cheap laugh, but I love it. It's like... <laughs> um, yeah, I really want to talk about Lamar because there's a lot of shit going on in the NFL right now, mm-hmm. and 
I don't know if you guys are on the side of like pro Lamar. I'm on the side of Lamar has been declining for the last two years. And I think Deshaun Watson's contract really affected the NFL. Mm. And I really think it's outrage. I, I get he was an MVP. I get that. Mm. I get he didn't have any pieces around him, mm. but his ball security is awful. And he costs a lot of possessions with that. His interceptions are awful, but I'm I'm on the middle of the road. I don't think he should get what he's asking for. I should think maybe fifty million less or something. But I wanna wanna hear what you guys think about. I'll go first. I'm always pro players, especially football. For football players to still in this day and age to not be fully guaranteed contracts, like and have to watch NBA players. Do you think do you think he'll get this though? Like what he's he probably won't get the amount that he's looking for exactly, but I don't have a problem with him. I mean, it all started with Kirk Cousins when he got his guaranteed deal, which was for far less than what Deshaun Watson got his for. But my thing is, if Kirk Cousins can get a fully guaranteed deal, and if Jane, Daniel Jones can get $40 million per year, I'm sorry. If Lamar yeah. Jackson – I wanted to bring him up too. I agree. If Lamar Jackson – I agree Lamar should sure, be getting more than Daniel. Exactly. Sure. And, I mean, let's face yes. it, Lamar probably knows, like, the way his playing style is, he probably will continue to get hurt. I mean, that's just and, – and football is the one sport where it's almost like a 100% guaranteed injury rate. Like, at some point, you are going to yeah. get hurt. I don't have a problem when you look at the accolades in his career. Like you said, he has won MVP. To be honest, when Lamar isn't there, the Ravens look shitty as a team, a completely different mm-hmm. team. So he probably took a step back. Agreed. They actually kind of were trying to pressure him to return last year. He took it upon himself to say, no, I'm not healthy. Like, I'm going to continue to wait. Which he should have. There was a report. What player was it? Oh, my goodness. Oh, Calvin Ridley, who, by the way, had an amazing article he wrote explaining what happened with his situation when he gambled um, and kind of discussed mental health, a common theme that we continue to discuss. But he said he was told he had a a bad bone bruise and then ended up switching the, the organization, switched training staffs, and he was sent to a different specialist and was playing with a broken foot the entire time. This happens more Damn. often than not. Like, that's why he said he was coming back. He was a show of himself. Like, he was playing with a broken foot. I said all that to say, like, no, like, football is a very dangerous sport. I fully believe that mm-hmm. players deserve to have fully guaranteed contracts. Like, they get into almost car crash-like collisions every play of every game. So, do I think what Lamar is asking for is outrageous? Yeah, I do. But I don't have a problem with it because he's proven he's put his body on the line. Like, he probably won't get as much as he's asking for, but I do think he should get a fully guaranteed deal. And if not, close to it. I mean, look at what Russell Wilson got last year. His deal wasn't fully guaranteed, but he got literally everything a quarterback could dream could dream about, including a private office, and end up being completely <laughs> shitty in Denver. So, no, like – yeah. Lamar has put it all on the line for the Ravens, and I'm not sure what their offers were, but I don't have a problem with it. And he represents himself with his mother, so he has all the time in the world to wait it out and see what he can get. I don't have a problem with it, man. Like, I'm not one of those, oh, take a quarterback or a team-friendly deal so you can get more players around. Like, no, like, get as much as you can while you can because the moment you can't play no more, guess what? Your ass is getting cut. Like, they don't yeah. give a shit about you anymore, yeah. so – that's my overall thoughts on it. I second that. Um, I think that if he don't get a fully guarantee, he should get somewhere close. Like, you know, like I see what people did for Deshaun Watson. I think Lamar is a way better quarterback than Deshaun. 
And like, I think, you know, as a fan, Drew, I think sometimes you nitpick your players, but I think Lamar is way better than you give him credit for. Like, yes, he, he has bad turnovers and stuff, but if you uh, put his stat line up against some of the top quarterbacks in the league, Lamar been top five since he's been drafted. So like, I think that that deserves, you know what I'm saying? Uh, a contract worthwhile, you know? So I think the Ravens are a very smart organization. I think they gave Lamar contract offers that were fair. I, you know, and I don't think Lamar is mm-hmm. looking for fair. I think he's looking for what he deserves. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think the the tag that they put on Lamar was pretty smart. Hey, we're going to give you a non-exclusive for, um, franchise tag. Go ahead and let somebody else give you the offer that you're looking for. We're just going to match it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. it. Like, or if they want you, we're going to get two first round picks out of it. We leaving here with something, as Sir Denzel Washington said. I'm leaving here with something. Like, so. I'm from around the way. I'm leaving here with something. I'm like, I'm leaving here with something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm from around the way. I'm leaving with something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving here with something, okay? <laughs> so, I, like, I think for I think the non-exclusive franchise tag was, I think that's the that's a compromise for both players. But uh, for both parties, like Lamar, you're going to get whatever you want from whatever team gives it to you or you get that same contract from the Ravens. If the Ravens don't, if you don't go back to the Ravens, the Ravens get two first round picks. Simple as that. You know what I'm saying? And like that's how it's supposed to go. But I think Lamar should get whatever he wants. He should get it because he deserves it. Like you put up those numbers. You won an MVP. You took those teams to the playoffs. Y'all didn't win nothing yet, but it's very hard to win Super Bowls in the NFL. So like. You know, and it's not a lot of players that are like Pat Mahomes where you're a team player. Pat Mahomes signed that 10-year deal because he wants to keep winning Super Bowls. So it also exactly, it gives yeah. it gives the yeah. Chiefs the flexibility to keep building the team around him because he's saying, I'm going to be exactly. here forever. Like, so, like, but Lamar said, yeah. And <laughs> When you look at that deal right now, bro, like, he is severely underpaid. I know, and I exactly. I agree with you, B. I agree. I'm not – and you're right. You're right. But I'm saying, like, it's it's different people mindsets. You know what I'm saying? Like, Pat says, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here for, like, for the long haul. Lamar is saying, like, I, I want to be here, but I also want to get paid. You know what I'm saying? So, like – that and you can't do both. I don't think he wants to be in Baltimore anymore. If I was him personally, I would. I don't know where I'd branch out to right now, but like the Ravens haven't given you shit. Like they they've haven't given you a decent O line. Decent, yeah. I'll say. They haven't given you a good running back in the mm-hmm. since Ray Rice. Honestly, it's and since they haven't had a good running back since Ray Rice and Justin Forsett. Like yeah. when they had, I think I think it's come down to injuries though. When it comes to running backs, I think it's been more so wide receivers because. They did draft uh what's the dude from Ohio State? J.K. Dobbins. And he looked great before he he tore his uh knee up. Tore his ACL. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they do practice, a good job of bringing is, in free yeah. agents that somehow produce in that scheme. But wide receiver wise, I feel like that's where they dropped the ball. Nothing. And then they traded Hollywood. I also Brown. think but I also to push back on y'all, I think they've had wide receivers there. The biggest issue I have with Baltimore is the offensive scheme. Like I think that that isn't helpful for wide receivers like they just got them running up the field it's not like you're getting open they just run like it's just he was supposed to be that guy until he got hurt and he was looking good until he got hurt again yeah but then like duvernay is not an answer on the other side like your tight end shouldn't be your best 
option. Like he should be a yeah. last resort, honestly. But yeah. the way they use Mark Andrews, that's all they got He's there. Option like, number one, yeah. I just that's why I also wanted to talk about Deshaun Watson's contract too, because that really set the bar for everything right now. Like the fact that Daniel Jones four year or yeah, four years a hundred sixty million is nuts for mm-hmm. making the playoffs one time, barely making yeah. it as a wild card at that. Like it's insane to me. Like yeah. Lamar Lamar should get What's he asking? Two fifty, isn't it? Yeah, about that. Or something I would get. If, I yeah, if like, I'm if I'm signing Lamar, I want to give him five years, two fifty. But I don't know if I would. I would guarantee all two fifty. I might guarantee two hundred. It's a risk at the same time for a team. At the same yeah. time, just knowing he's been injured the last two years. I mean, Deshaun Watson's contract was insane. Like yeah. that for not playing for a year and a, a half. Year. I mean, yep. and then all the allegations. That's insane. But like, yeah. I just. If I was Lamar, I'd want to go maybe somewhere warm, maybe somewhere with a dome, mm-hmm. somewhere with a little more protection, maybe a better medical staff there. Just, I don't know, some with weapons. Maybe Atlanta. Atlanta would be a nice landing spot. Yeah, I would love there. to see Lamar in a offensive system where they allow him to like make reads and throw the ball, like a pro style system. It's crazy. We all He's look at him throw the ball. Yeah, but it's crazy that we all have this idea who Lamar is as a quarterback. But in college, he was a pro style quarterback. He just was yep. mobile. He played in a pro style system. He can throw the ball. He yeah. can throw the spots. He can do all these things that we see Patrick Mahomes do. The uh, the system and the Ravens just don't allow him to. And I think that's what he wants too, more say so in how he is as a quarterback because I think it would allow him not to get injured as much running for his life. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad we talked yeah. about that. Just wanted people to talk about addition, it. Drew. Thank you for that. <laughs> Yeah, I look forward yeah, to discussing welcome. further uh, free agency moves and trades because I think this offseason will be crazy in the NFL. And it already kind of just started and with the draft's too. coming up. Yeah. The big draft will be here in end yes. of April. So yes. We'll I hate that. how far they push back this draft, dude. It's, don't even <laughs> it always seems like it's mid-April about, right? It used to be sooner. Something it used like to be that. sooner. But they, you know, NFL just trying to make as much profit as they can. Free agency is coming up. So, and after free agency, we got the draft. Yeah. Anything else y'all want to discuss this week? Nope, tapped out. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, this has been another episode of Two Hip Hop Sensei's in the Casual. Until the next time, make sure y'all take care of your mental health and be easy. Why? Take care. Two senseis in a casual. Oh, I know what you saw. Never mind. <laughs> what movie? It cut out. Oh, man. Sorry, it was, sorry, it was a long intro. Oh, I didn't say I say I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it later. I had a longer intro. I apologize. Drew, you there? What you apologizing for? You said what, Gerard? Jesus. I said, why you apologize? Oh, I said I had a long intro because technically that was my intro, but I made it a little longer, so it threw things off. But it looks like oh, we like may that. have lost Drew. Is he frozen on your screen? Yeah, I don't. He oh, don't have a picture oh, on my screen. Computer. So, and for some reason, my upload is taking longer than usual. Like, 
I don't know what's going on today. See, it's the time change that got shit. Oh, know, man. Acting real weird. Uh, he got to restart his router. All we want to do is record the pod. Why is this? Wait, since he's back. And if you would like, I'll teach yeah. you a little more so you can actually learn how to teach yeah. a freaking class. Because since I got here, I've done nothing but no. read packets. No. So don't try and take credibility for teaching me, Jack. Just go. Bye. Two senseis in a casual.